Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, coach, and author, all-around good guy, John Opaluski. How are you today, John? Hey, Jim. I'm doing good. It's uh, it's good to be with you today. It seems like it's been a while since we've uh, recorded. Well, we spent a lot of quality time before the break, uh, yep. you know, and and it, it you get in that rhythm of a couple, you know, every couple of weeks you're doing a couple of podcasts. And now, yeah, we were probably, what, a, a month without you and I getting together to do a this. Yeah. yeah, it's been a bit. So. Wow. Right on. Well, welcome back. Uh, you don't look tan. Where'd you go? Uh, Florida and California. So. <laughs> yeah, you look great. You look great. So tell us about, uh, I'm excited about today's topic and, and next week's topic. Tell us about what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, Jim, I wanted to take uh, today's pod and next uh, week's episode to talk about um, what seems to be going on at uh, Asbury and yeah. uh, other colleges across the, the country. You know, I, I think unless you live under uh, a rock, you know, if you're w- listening or watching today, you're you're likely aware of this, whatever we want to call it, this movement, yeah. this fresh move, uh, maybe a revival uh, that broke out at Asbury College in Wilmore, yeah. Kentucky. Um, and, and Jim, I'm, I'm so incredibly grateful for what God is doing, uh, not just yeah. at Asbury, but also at college campuses Yes. across our country, uh, both Christian and secular universities. And yeah. it's just, it's so exciting to me. And and Jim, I wonder, just from a high level, what your perspective is on all of these happenings. Yeah, I I think it's wonderful. Um, it's, it's difficult to be the old guy in the room saying mm-hmm. how good God is and what God has done to a generation that, that just hasn't experienced it. You know what I mean? They're... Our generation, I mean, ours uh, church growth was very important. The, uh, you know, the thought of let, let's just get wider instead of maybe deeper, or wider at sometimes yeah. at the expense of deeper. And this generation is like, I'm tired of smoke machines and skinny jeans. I want Jesus. And then they would come together and have a revival or a renewal, whatever you want to call it, that is centered around worship, repentance, humility, um, awe of God. For, for me as an old guy, I remember those days in, in my formational years. And so to see this generation have their chance to experience God in that way, it's it's thrilling to me. I love it. Yeah. You know, we were uh, uh, driving back from Florida. I don't know. Now it's about five weeks ago. And, yeah. um, you know, we uh, we took a detour uh, on our way back to and we went to uh, Asbury. Oh, I didn't and, know that. Uh, we, yeah, we well, we got there uh, uh, very early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst to us, they weren't letting the public in until noon. Yeah. And yeah. I just yeah. come out of, you know, two weeks of 75 to 80 degree weather, and it was like 20 <laughs> and snowing <laughs> in Kentucky. And yeah. uh, so Laura and I were standing in line, and I said, honey, you think you can put up with this for five hours? And she said, I don't think I can. And I said, I don't think I can either. So yeah, uh, uh, we were disappointed uh, because, yeah. you know, and we, I, I guess, Jim, what we really wanted to do is just to sit in that for a, a bit yeah. and experience yeah. it. And 
So a couple of days after we got home, I was I was sitting quietly with the Lord and, and feeling a little disappointed that we didn't get a chance to to participate in it the way we had hoped. Right. And I felt like the Lord dropped something into my heart. Uh, and it, it was this, John, you don't have to be at Asbury to receive a fresh touch from me. No. Uh-uh. Now, you think I would know that, right? I'm, yeah. Been around it's, it's, a little bit. But it's it's different when the Holy Spirit says that than when you say it to yourself or someone yeah. says it to you. That's that that sentence had a promise attached to it, right? That was a yep. it was more than a fact. It was an invitation. That's right. And yeah. and that kind of got some things moving <laughs> with me that after I that got dropped into my heart, it really got me to think, Jim, you know, what what should our response be, be to what yeah. God is doing? Um, uh, and during the past several weeks, God has continued to download some things to me. Uh, interestingly enough, while, uh, and and maybe strangely enough, while at our home church during worship, out of nowhere, the Lord just started dropping things into my heart and I pull out my mobile phone and I'm typing, you know, and I'm thinking everybody around me must think I'm a heathen because I'm looking at Facebook <laughs> or texting, but that's how I take notes. And uh, yeah, and there were these three words, Jim, that um, that it just kept reverberating inside of me. And, and I'll give them to you. Uh, yeah, first one was teachability. The second one was hunger, and the third one was surrender. Mm. Yeah, teachability hunger and surrender and and so what i'd like to do in 183 here is just unpack together that first word and then in 184 unpack the other two how does how does that sound do it yeah i'm with you yeah so i think our first response may or one of our responses to whatever god is up to uh needs to be teachability yeah in uh it's in Psalm 25, David said, show me your ways, O Lord, teach me your paths, guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Savior and my hope is in you all day long. Right. And huh. and I think, I think this, that part of the teachability response has to do with avoiding the temptation to try to duplicate or copy what God is doing at Asbury. Or at these other college campuses. Yeah. What do you what do you think about that, Jim? Just I want to pause there and get your your thoughts. Two things. I, I you know one is to copy is I I, I think a, a an error, right? So they did this song. If we do this song, this yeah. will happen. I, I think that's presumptuous. The other thing though, I, I do think there's a power in expectation. You know, to, to say. What God's doing in Asbury, he's going to do here tonight at six o'clock, bring your friends. That might be presumptuous. But to say, like you said, God's no respecter of persons or, for that matter, locations. There's a, there's a covenant right. with mankind that we have access to. So I, I, think, I think sometimes people get healed at healing crusades because they're expecting to get healed at healing crusades. You know, mm-hmm. much more so than, you know, that I, I think we have something to do with it. And God has something to do with it. Um, the, the vine and the branch. You know what I mean? The, right. the, the, the branch is great. It's God. You know, the vine is great. It's us. But fruit isn't produced without both of those coming together. That's right. And, and so I, I, 
I think we have to be careful to measure our fruit against other places because comparison is is a bad thing. But I think expectation is a good thing. So I don't know. There's my there's my long answer to the phrase. I don't know. I think it's good, unless yeah. it's not. How's that? There's there's my synopsis. My wisdom. Yeah, it's good. Well, yeah, unless it's not. But it really sets me up well for what I I want to. You really kind of paved the way here. I think I think instead of. <clears throat> trying to duplicate or copy or uh, I, I think the teachability piece here is to rejoice over it, to yeah. be thankful for it, but yeah. don't feel like I have to replicate it in the church I lead yeah. or attend. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we don't manufacture revival. We make room for it. Right. Good. That's, could you say that again? So I think that's worth writing down for people that are taking notes. Yeah, we don't manufacture revival. We make room for it. Yeah, that's brilliant. And I, and I would say what I'm hearing from the Lord, and maybe this will resonate with our listeners and watchers, is let, let what God is doing work on you first. Hmm. Just be teachable. Yeah. Be yeah. open to how God wants to move in your mind, in your heart, in your behavior. And he may do it in a way that will really surprise you. Yeah. But you're not expecting. You know, Isaiah 43, Jim, you've probably preached on this passage before. Mm -hmm. uh, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Yeah. Now it springs up. Don't you perceive it? And yeah. it's my sense that and I think we know this, but I think we need to be reminded of it, that God will not be put in a box. Mm -hmm. he, he won't be confined today by the way we've seen him move in the past. Mm -hmm. He's doing something fresh. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, I, I, would, I agree. And I would add one other thought that it seems like whatever God is doing now is most ardently persecuted by what God did previously. Awesome. So maybe that's why that's there, right? That you have mm -hmm. you have the apostolic age that then is persecuted by, you know, I mean, if you look at church history, what God does next is always persecuted most ardently by what God did last. So mm -hmm. let's just take the Pharisees, the Maccabean revolts, the separated ones. I think God was in that. You know, we, we get um, Hanukkah and the oil and, you know, there's a lot of miracles, good things that are happening. God's blessing that. By the time Jesus arrives, Jesus is what's next, if you will, in, in that context we're using. And what God did last is is so upset about this because it doesn't conform. And, and yeah. maybe in a more modern sense, you know, the great hymnal wars that we fought in the 80s, you know, what was that other than, hey, when I got saved, there was a hymn. That, that's my right. tradition. I connect with God in, in these sacred songs and in this book. And now, you know, the over projector, and I don't want to sing off the wall songs. I want to sing in the, in the book, you know, and there's a lot of logical things, but I think it really had nothing more to do than just, my experience happened this way. Therefore, everybody's yeah. experience has to happen this way. The song, give me that old time religion. I, I think that's a dangerous thought. <laughs> you know, give yeah. me what God is doing now, not a not a regurgitation of what God did a hundred years ago. And I and not to devalue what came out right. of the apostolic age or what came out of you know the Wesleyan revivals or the great awakenings. But I think we take the pieces of that. To know what God does, but not use that to create a box, as you said, and we put yeah. the lid on it, then that's God. Because God's every every box I've ever put God in, He was just quick to jump out of it. It seems 
you know? Yeah. And then I, and then what's left is an empty box. Right. You know, and, and I think that again, that leads up to this last thing under teachability, I think is really yeah. important. Um, if you are listening or watching today, can we encourage you to re- resist the temptation to criticize? Yeah. What God is up to. I mean, yeah. You know, you might be thinking, and Jim, you said this, and I'll just I'll put I'll put actual labels to it. You might be thinking, well, it's not like Brownsville or yeah. Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're older like me, it's not like the charismatic renewal. The Jesus uh, Revolution. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, speaking of Jesus Revolution, great movie, by the way. Um, yeah. I'm a byproduct of the amazing move of God among yeah. hippies in the yeah. late 60s and 70s. <laughs> But what God is doing today yeah. isn't measured by my experience, you know, 40 plus years ago. Yeah. What God is doing now and at other colleges mm-hmm. won't look the same as what we've experienced in the past. You know, it's very interesting to me that one of the common threads being reported on these college campuses where this thing, whatever it is, is breaking out. Is a deep sense of Jesus' peaceful presence. Yeah. yeah. That's a common thread. Yeah. Think awesome. about that for just a minute. Yeah. If our college students need anything, they need help with their anxiety. Yeah. This is the most anxious generation in my lifetime. And isn't yeah. it interesting that God actually knows that? And he yeah. knows what he's doing. And and so how do we respond to what God is doing? Be teachable. Let him be God. Yeah. And God, whatever you're up to, yeah. I want to, in some way, shape, or form, I want to be part of that. I'm, I want that. I yeah. desire that. I don't want to be, Jim, I've been a Christian a long time, and I've been in a good rut for a long time. I mean, I spend time with God every day. And, yeah. uh, and, and there are seasons where that's fresh and it's alive and every every uh, morning is a time of discovery. And then there yeah. are other seasons where it feels mechanical. Yeah. But we do it anyway, right? Because we know it's the yeah. right thing to yeah. do. But I found myself just saying, God, whatever, um, whatever you want to do in my life as it relates to this, I'm open. Yeah. I don't know what that looks like, but I want to make space for you to do what you want to do in and through me. And so that's, Jim, that's the first part of my thought process around this. Uh, Any, any last thoughts and then kind of wrap us up? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I can't think of another group. Well, I can't, I can't, I'm pressured. I'm, I'm, it's difficult to think of another group that causes as much friendly fire deaths as Christianity. Now, mm-hmm. as religious people, let me say that one way. I, I think I think that I think our religious tendencies quickly become our religious dependencies. And so we forget that, you know, the the Feast of Tabernacles was all about celebrating a God who moves. You know, mm-hmm. well, the circuit booths, you can see the stars and watch the stars move. And that's a reminder that your God moves you from place to place and you learn to follow him because he's a moving God. Sometimes he's in some place for a long time, but then, you know, the cloud, the pillar, they go and you have to pack up everything and follow because, because that was God and every other place wasn't. And I think, 
you know, and he, he warns them when you get to this, this promised land, you're going to live in homes that have stone foundations. You're never going to move again, but don't forget that I do. And I, I think that's the lesson of the day is it's coming back to a, a Feast of Tabernacles dynamic where please don't think that where I've been, I will always be. I'm a God who moves. Please don't think that what I've done, I will do the exact same thing the exact same way. I'm a God who moves. Just every once in a while, it's good to build a little thatched roof in the backyard and spend the night looking at moving stars. Or we know the stars don't move, but we do. But that thought that remember, and this is a God-ordained feast for for all time. This is you know what he said to to Israel is now you're in homes built out of stone, but don't forget I'm I'm not uh, a stone house. I'm I'm a moving, living God. I like that line from uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, where Aslan is walking away, and they they're noticing where's he going. He said, well, he's you know he's he's going to wherever he wants to go. He's the king. He said he said well you know he's a lion. He goes yes, but he's not a tame lion. And I love that thought. You know he's a lion, but he's not a tame lion. He's he's not ours in that sense where we get to direct him. He gets to go. direct us or it's idolatry. It's religion. It's something less than. So that'd be my closing thought for anyone listening is, you know, bless what God is blessing. Go, go where God is moving and, and bring some of that home, but let's not be convention junkies and let's not be so conventional that we never move somewhere in between. Yeah. There's something healthy in between those bookends that aren't healthy. That's so good. So we want to just uh, encourage you uh, if you're a lead pastor, uh, you lead a ministry, and just be open to what God's up to. Yeah, uh, don't, fun with don't it. try to duplicate it. Don't don't try to deny it. Don't try to criticize it or or no. or, or confine it to your own experience. God God is an expert at uh, blowing your mind and yeah. doing things that uh, you weren't <laughs> expecting. So, Jim, why don't you go ahead and wrap us up? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would just say this, guys, you know, this is a, it can be confusing and maybe it would be helpful to have a conversation, that that third affirming voice, um, someone who's been around the block a few times, someone who's led through revivals and renewals and those sorts of things. So again, uh, Converge Coach is here, John, myself, the team, we're here to help you digest, to, to figure out this and many, many, many other issues in your life. So ConvergeCoach.com, right? And uh, there's a big link. Want to have a conversation? Boom! We'll we'll, we'll be on the phone with you uh, in the near future. One of us on the team will be whoever is best suited to meet your needs, and uh, we'll enjoy that. That's actually a good part of our day. So uh, we love you guys. We're praying for you, and we we're cheering for you uh, from our perspective to yours as you continue to lead from alignment.